previously on Those Were the Days. All right, we need to talk about this for a hot second. Uh, they take it to a dark place. Uh, <laughs> you just feel like they threw all their ideas in a blender and just ran them. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, traffic jambalaya. That sounds tasty. Uh, as soon as the Slag Brothers came on, I was like, oh my gosh, I remember that. Uh, <laughs> and a Twinkie for me to eat. Uh, uh, there was a lot of guys sitting around a table with cigars going, all right, what are, what are women? Uh, <laughs> which was... Much more phallic looking than I remembered. Uh, <laughs> but Wacky Races was one of my favorites. Uh, <laughs> Professor Pat Pending, I did not remember at all, but that is a very <laughs> clever name. Those Were the Days is filmed before a live internet audience. Hello, and welcome to Those Were the Days, where we take a look at some classic TV, watch it through some modern gizmos, and see if it still holds up. And sometimes it does hold up. And sometimes we figure out what they thought of people exactly back then, even when set in the far future. I'm your host this time around, Audie, but I need some help getting around this solar system, so I need my fellow future watchers to help me out. First, we have the very stellar Steven. Oh yeah, man, the future as the Jetsons saw it was a wonderful thing, full of uh, people arguing with their robots, you know, walkie walkways you stood on. Wait, we got a lot of this. Hey, the Jetsons were pretty accurate, except for the lack of social progress. <laughs> yep. And next, we have better than an android, Amy. Uh, so Stephen just pointed out, I, I actually think um, the Jetsons might just be an airport. Right? Walkways, <laughs> arguing with a robot. Like, it's just, it's, just, it's just the airport, right? Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> and finally, he'll find anything with a telescope. Travis. I am exhausted. I worked uh, like an hour and 45 minutes today. I had to push four buttons. Four buttons consecutively over an hour and 45 minutes. I am bushed. I'm going to go home and watch my 3D TV. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you haven't figured it out by now, we are talking about the futuristic spacefaring cartoon, The Jetsons. Uh, an American classic, produced by Hanna-Barbera Productions, and it was kind of the space age alternative to the Flintstones. So, here's the thing. The original... Wait, language- really? Hold on. Are you serious right now? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> So oh wait i'm sorry was it was that sarcasm it was hard to tell <laughs> yeah, <sorry. laughs> that was badly placed sarcasm go ahead so the show's original run consisted of only 24 episodes that first aired in prime time on abc from september 23rd 1962 to march 17th 1963 it lasted one season because it was originally scheduled opposite Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color and mm. Dennis the Menace. Uh, so it just, mm-hmm. it did not fare well prime time. So due to poor rating, ratings, it was canceled after its first season, but ABC moved it to Saturday mornings, and it continued to do very well there in reruns. Um, then... 20 years later, Hanna-Barbera said, hey, why don't we pick this back up? 
1984, they began producing new episodes specifically for syndication. Hmm. Um, so by September of 85, the 24 episodes from the first season were combined with 41 new episodes that began airing in the morning or late afternoon time slots in about 80 U.S. markets. The 41 new episodes were produced at a cost of about $300,000 each and featured all of the original voice actors from the 60s show. And then in 87, they did an additional 10 episodes for season three. After 1989, no more new episodes were produced because most of the core cast at that point had died. So you've got... Dawes Butler, who played Elroy Jetson, he died in May of 88 of a heart attack. You've got Mel Blanc. Uh, he was actually Cosmo Spacely, George's uh, boss. He died, he died in July 10th, 1989 of advanced coronary artery disease after a diagnosis of emphysema, mostly due to the fact that he had been smoking since he was nine years old. It was a different time. Yeah. It was good oh, for yeah. you back then. Right. Nine I mean, Winston tastes uh-huh. good like a cigarette should. Right. And then jo- yeah. George O'Hanlon, who voiced George Jensen, died in February of 89 of a second stroke. Oh, jeez. Apparently, steaks with butter and cigarettes is a bad diet. Apparently. See, you say that, but my great aunt and uncle who, uh, you know, were the they were the kind of like, you know, a little bread with their butter, a little coffee with their sugar. Steak mm-hmm. on Sundays lived to be 101 and 103. Uh, so it's yeah. all about the the ratios, yeah. you know? Like, oh, you yeah. gotta have it mm-hmm. just right. The right amount of smoking and alcohol, the right <laughs> amount of butter and steak. Yeah. Yep. If you do, if you overdo one way or the other, you gotta balance it. Yeah. The key is that you, you eat uh, fat back because bacon is too medium. <laughs> there you there go. go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So after <laughs> congeal and collect everything mm-hmm. and drag it out of your body. There's <laughs> a lovely Drano. picture. <laughs> You're welcome. So after all that, the there was a movie produced um, that was released in 1990. Um, also failed to achieve much critical or commercial success. Um, like we said earlier, Dawes Butler, who played Elroy, died before recording anything from the film, and Mel Blanc and George Hanlon died during production. So um, there were replacement voices that came in for those for their characters um, as needed. Um, they also replaced Janet Waldo, who was the voice of um, Judy, for the movie. They replaced her with a certain uh, singer by the name of Tiffany. Oh, snap. Oh, I think we're alone now. Yup. They really hoped that having her in there and singing some songs would do something. For the the movie in 1990, (laughs) so they were being very topical, too. Like, they were Mm -hmm. striking while the iron was hot with Tiffany. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tiffany's one hit. Here we go. Yes. And that was pretty much the end of Anything's Jetsons. There was one other direct-to-video thing produced in 2017. The Jetsons and WWE Robo WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, that's All a match right. made in heaven right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't think that of a is. single, like, Infinity War thought it was the greatest crossover ever. <laughs> like Infinity ever. War, they play with some time travel. And I'll just leave it there, <laughs> and y'all can go find it on the internet. 
<laughs> I mean, so, Ultimate look, Warrior and Stone Cold Steve Austin versus George Jetson. Let's go. I'm just saying oh, I'm going to go find that. There's a reason yeah, it's well. branded WWE. Like, they didn't hold back mm-hmm. with their stars at the time. <laughs> but back to the actual TV series. So the series is set in the year 2062, which was 100 years from when the uh, thing was actually produced. So we've got the Jetsons. They're a family residing in Orbit City. George Jetson, the father, lives with his family in the Skypad Apartments. His wife, Jane, is a quote-unquote homemaker. Their teenage daughter, Judy, attends Orbit High School. And their son, Elroy, attends Little Dipper School. Um, housekeeping is performed by a robot maid named Rosie, who handles chores not otherwise rendered trivial by the home's numerous push-button space age and vision conveniences. They also have a family dog named Astro, and here's something I found super interesting. Astro talks with an R, so he's raw raised rocking like wrist, which was several years before they used it for Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. Oh. Same so voice Astro. actor. Yeah. That's just um, how dogs talk. Right. I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. just what it comes down to. I mean, yeah. Don Messick basically figured it out for Astro and was like, well, there's my career set. Just I'll just do this for every yeah. dog. Mm-hmm. Check yep. this box. And like it was alluded to, George Jetson's work, excuse me, work week consists of an hour a day, two days a week, yeah, working for his boss, Cosmo Spacely, and Spacely Space Sprockets. <laughs> Basically this is the goes future in there. that liberals want. It's just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes in there, turns a dial, pushes a button, he's done. Um, and like we see in a lot, a lot of these episodes, daily life is pretty leisurely, assisted by numerous labor-saving devices, mm-hmm. which occasionally break down for humorous results. Um, and despite this, everybody complains about how hard it is to live in these conditions. So... Um, Let's dig into a, a few things because, like I said, the original series was produced 24 episodes in the 60s and then they continued it in the 80s. Some kind of differences happened in between there. <laughs> um, now, first, I want to start out with a very interesting thing that I discovered from some comedian on TikTok or YouTube or something talking about the ages of everybody in the family. Oh, no, I saw this. So, oh, gosh. It's yeah. not. When you it's look fine. it up, it's it's not exactly as bad. Like he's a little he's off by a year on some of these. So at the year that at the time that the first episode airs, George Jetson is forty years old. Jane Jetson is thirty three years old. Judy Jetson is fifteen years old. Uh huh. Oroy is six and a half. So at the time that Judy was born. George was 25, and Jane was 18. I mean, it's not okay. quite so, the Cosby Show bad, right? Like, no. Cosby Show, and again, somebody did the is, math on that, and it's it's real bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, show produced, written, produced in 1960. Yeah. So, yeah, this was not uncommon. Yeah. I also don't think that they like necessarily thought it through. You know, no. you know what I mean? Or that hard about it. Like no. Somebody's going to do the math. No, well, not. and yeah, and like Stephen's saying, it's a different time because that was not an mm-hmm. uncommon match yeah. at that time. Right. Mm-hmm. At all. People were... No, it, it was very yeah. encouraged to start families young, start them early, mm-hmm. have kids at 18, 19, 20, 
You know, mm-hmm. that was not abnormal. Um, yeah. You're going to be dead at 45. Like, do you want to see grandchildren? Like, have them now. Yeah. Let's get mm-hmm. this done. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that It wasn't that unusual. Just a very generational situation. Mm. Right. But it's very interesting to think about that now. And you're like, what? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, she, so. had, she had her when she was 18. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which means, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. But age of consent in most states is what sixteen. So you know, right, wrong, it legal, been a, illegal. Just been a short that. honeymoon. You know, it's just space. It's fine. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, they got married a month after she turned eighteen, and then they just got yeah. real lucky real fast. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how it's that like, works. Uh, it. It's like international waters. It's fine. Take your apartment up high enough. <laughs> you don't need to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> we put it in the stratosphere, yeah. so you know laws don't apply. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a couple more differences between the two decades. So the sixties, uh, because it was prime time, definitely focused more adult type stories. Basically, fifties, sixties sitcom plots in the future. Sure. Um, once we get to the eighties and it's in syndication for you know Saturday mornings and stuff like that, for it's more geared towards the kids, more sci-fi fantastical stories. Um, the 60s version had an animated closing segment with the credits similar to the Flintstones um, it's basically George comes home everybody pampers him until he has to take Astro for a walk and then he's as walking. it should be right real life <laughs> on the screen well he takes Astro for a walk and he gets uh, he's walking on basically just just uh, again one of those self-propelled walking pathways things it's like Ten feet long. Just, yeah, it's yeah. like it's just a little treadmill. treadmill. Right, yeah. treadmill. Uh, Astro chases something, and George gets stuck on it and I yells his catchphrase. Remember that? Catch he goes around, right? Uh huh. Yeah. And yells his catchphrase. Jane, yep. get me off this crazy thing. That's right. Um, when we got to the '80s, the closing credits were just static images, mainly to accommodate the larger production staff that it took to create. Um, just because they got better, did more things. Um, animation had progressed, so you know, a lot more people were working on the show. Um, there was a there was a marked difference. So I, I didn't mm-hmm. remember which episode we were supposed <laughs> to watch. I knew it was Elroy finds a something, and I was like, oh, maybe it's the one where he meets Astro, and that was in season one. Mm-hmm. And so I started watching that episode. Then I thought maybe I should. I need to like I couldn't get to the spreadsheet, so I'll just text <laughs> people. And you guys corrected me and said, no, it's this this episode we watched. And in season two. So I immediately flip over to that. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize the time difference between right. season one and season two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wasn't aware of that. I thought they just came one after the other. And I was like, holy cow, the audio is 10 times better and the colors are much better. Yep. And it doesn't look like they built the scan lines into the, uh, <laughs> the, the new feed. Like, it's it looks great. Yeah, so actually, this was a lot more sense to me. One of the first Hanna-Barbera shows that was done in stereo. Mm. Oh, this one was the first okay. when it got to the 80s yeah, that is. yeah. sweet stereo um, the 60s version had a laugh track like we said had no title cards it just went right into the episode uh, the 80s they started doing title cards and when they were rebroadcasting the 60s episodes they did title cards for them as well in the modern time so which is why a certain character who was not in the 60s episodes at all is on the title card for some of those episodes 
Hmm. That makes more Which sense. Which brings us to the episode we're talking about tonight. Because the episode we watched was season two, episode one, Elroy meets Orbity. So Orbity was this strange little alien that came into the family um, and basically became the new mascot kind of for the for the show. Like they used him constantly with everybody else. Um, so that's what we're talking about. So Elroy meets uh, Orbity, you know, the show opens. Um, I love the theme song for this show. I know it's simple it's and just so like, good. you it's know, great. Meet George Chesson. Here's everybody. Um, I was really impressed that they didn't try to redo it at all between the 60s and 80s. Like, they didn't do anything other than just make it sound better. Yeah. Yeah, other than the quality of the sound, there was zero difference between them. And that was, I had the same kind of Stephen reaction where as I'm watching a couple of first season episodes and then I watch the Elroy meets Orbity and I'm like, wow, they really like upped the fidelity in season two. Mm-hmm. And then I was looking up something related, and I'm like, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense. And I see 1985, and I'm like, what? Wait, this, <laughs> this, was, 1980, this was 20 years later. Well, what's happening yeah. here? Like, I was so confused for a second. Can mm-hmm. you really have a season two after 20, 10 years after season one, or should you just go the new Jetsons? I mean, you know? uh, X-Files did it. Sure. sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, what? not yeah. to mention, compared to any other show, the way they did not change hardly anything between yeah. seasons. Yeah. Like in the '80s, it's you know the colors are more vivid. Um, they do less dials and just mostly buttons for the most part, and that's about it. As far as the quality of what they're actually showing you, um, you know, again, the story's changed up. Um, I just love. Because I always love different... seeing like tech from like future tech. And that's always one of that was always one of my parents' favorite things because a lot of future tech that you would see in older stuff is actually like video equipment. Like there's a lot of like <laughs> fader bars on spaceships and stuff. Mm, and my yep. parents used to always get a kick out of that. They'd be like, "Hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah. I know what that is. Yeah, oh yeah. It's not what that's like does. the photographers when they watch Star Wars. Like that's a Graflex tube. Yeah, I know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's an Easter egg for you Star Wars nerds who are listening. <laughs> yep. It's a good one. So the show opens with Elroy's class apparently on a casual field trip in space to some asteroid. Do you um, want to chaperone a trip with a bunch of little kids to an asteroid? Because I do. I mean, that no. sounds There's like a, a re- nightmare. None of them are say, coming back. They're going to get created the robots. Well, I mean... Even the robot said, sometimes that boy makes me wish I'd been programmed as a computerized dishwasher. So even the robots were like, these kids are driving me crazy. (laughs) There's no hope. They mirror their creators. There's Mm -hmm. nothing they can do. (laughs) So programmed in the frustration. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, probably. (laughs) So Elroy finds a very specific rock that he wants to take with him. Uh, And he manages to get it in his bag. Um, and then we cut to everybody at home, everybody else at home, uh, George and Jane are sitting down to watch their shows on their 3D TV holographic set. This setup is the introvert nightmare. (laughs) The last thing I want Mm -hmm. 
Because for my television, especially if it's a spicy television show, which is clearly Ooh. what this is, the stories, and this is a romance mm-hmm. plot. And then they talk back. They are aware of your presence. No, mm-hmm. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I have a hard enough time watching intimate scenes anyway, much less when they can talk to me. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, no. I, I don't want to. <laughs> no, thanks. No, I don't want to stat learn. You're with your parents. Yeah, They're right. Like, I think I'm just going to go get some popcorn. Um, yeah. I'll be back in a minute or five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Jane wants to watch her soap opera. George wants to watch the game, whatever game it is he wants to watch. Judy comes in to tell her her uh, stellar styler is broken and can't do her hair. Um, and what was it? George presses a button and the he was watching the game. Judy and Jane's like, you turn it back to my soap opera. And he's like, okay. And apparently the TV's broken because it merges the two somehow. So not only mm-hmm. are they interactive, but it puts them together. What is this technology like he's using? Yeah, yeah. Like, what what is this technology that can take somebody from the Spaceball game and move them to... <laughs> is it WonkaVision? Maybe it is. Maybe it you're right. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. And they're all wearing the Apple Vision Pro because they're in their own little bubble. Yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. how does... Now, are they having the same experience that other people are having watching the same thing? Like, That's how's my that question. Work? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Did George ruin... Did George's malfunctioning <laughs> 3D TV ruin both the Spaceball game and the soap opera for everyone else watching it? Man. Oh, you can yeah. you imagine the closest pub is just irate. You know? <laughs> yeah. They're throwing their space drinks everywhere. You, you mean the space pub. Yeah. Space pub. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we get the baseball player and the lady. Who gets the other dude with the other baseball players? Oh, snap. Oh, he just yeah. appeared on the field and got beamed. Immediately, yeah. like he's laid out Line in there. Drive. <laughs> we keep also we keep saying space. It, I love it. We're not in space. No, we're in. We're on Earth, but we can't help but like we're on asteroids, and then we're kind we're on of asteroids. Floating. But we're we're high what above. Happened? I mean, we could technically be in space the way those everything is yeah, up in the air. Yeah. But like what what, what happened, happened to it, yeah. the ground? Exactly. That was going to be my question. Have you looked around lately? We don't like... talk about how we destroyed <laughs> the world, dude. Yeah. <laughs> the just in the space polar ice caps are melting, my dude. It's not great. Yep. Waste and, disposal's really easy from up and, there, and though. Not for, not, down not for nothing. Notice what color people are the only ones up there that can afford <laughs> to be up there. Oh, snap. Adi done laid it out. This mm, is. I'm we're just, in trouble now. I'm just mm. kind of saying. Mm. Pay attention. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, anyway, Elroy <laughs> comes back from his field trip. Um, it, it's funny because Judy earlier made it sound like she was going to school, but then Elroy's back at the end of the day. Oh yeah, it's um, like I think she was like testing asleep. her hair out. Yeah, I mean I get that, but it still threw me for a second. But yeah, yeah no, it was weird. Elroy's but if she back. She has to go to school like that tomorrow. She will just die, which mm-hmm. is just the utterly most eighties thing that anyone has ever said ever. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. Yep, uh, Astro. Astro finds Elroy's rock and just takes it and buries it in a plant. Because that's what he does. Yeah, that's um, what you do. Jane puts Elroy to bed and then uh, asks him okay, what he wants from his dreamomatic. I want this thing so bad. I can only watch so many episodes of How It's Made before I fall asleep. That like I, This <laughs> seems way better. 
<laughs> I, yeah, I made a note of like, oh my gosh, they did guided sleep for the Jetsons. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, we basically use Alexa for that uh, at night. <laughs> you know, like, hey, Alexa, play this music or this hey, sound Space or whatever. Ranger. Tell me a mm-hmm. story. <sighs> it works. Yeah. We're there. Yeah. yeah. So he chooses Rocket Ranger and goes to sleep. Um, the Rock apparently is just bouncing around the house. Um, and Astro. Astro is chasing the rock until it finally breaks free and is stuck to the ceiling as Astro's jumping on it and jumps on Elroy and freaks him out. Because he's got space bees in his dream. Mm-hmm. Listen, Dreamomatic, you need to not, <laughs> though. Yeah, <laughs> that seems a, like that's, a that's bridge not a good thing. To... Yeah. No. No, no, no. So the rock. To the kids' dreams. No. Yeah. So the rock, which apparently was not a rock, hatches, and we meet Orbity. Um, Astro's not a big fan, so Elroy sends him to the kitchen to sleep. Um, and then him and Orbity meet each other, and then just lie down on the pillow and go to sleep. You know. Apparently. It is really cute, though. Yeah. It reminds me of, do you guys remember Popples? I do. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I set mine's hair of, on fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of, of reminds me of a popple. <laughs> yep, a popple with spring legs. Yep. Voiced by Frank Welker. Yep. Oh, because obviously. Wait, re- uh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Orbity was Frank oh, Welker. That's a, of course he was. That's, that's what I was looking up while I was watching the episode. I'm like, that's Frank Welker. I will bet a paycheck on that. And I look it up and I see, and, and what I see is I see uh, the cast list. And I'm not paying attention to the years until I get to Frank Welker. And it's Frank Welker, Orbity, 1985. And I was like, that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. This is from season two. Yeah. And <laughs> that's, that's when I figured out that season two was 20 yeah. years later. But yeah, yeah, it was Frank Welker. <laughs> How could you tell that was Frank Welker from because the like, tiny voice? It's Travis. It's yeah. my weird superpower. Like I was Frank Walker, that easy. The, uh, it was two. It was captioning. nineteen. Well, it was eighty-five, so it couldn't be D. Bradley Baker. So, yeah. like oh, by process yeah, of elimination, yeah. I'm like, it's got to be Frank Welker. Closed captioning had Orbity on lockdown. It was like, yeah, no problem. I know exactly <laughs> what this guy's saying, and I was like, that kind of takes some of the fun out of it. I'm not going to lie, but I'm like mm-hmm. the old person that has to put on the closed captioning. So here we are. Yeah. <laughs> It's like watching Snatch with subtitles. You're like, you're, the whole point mm-hmm. is yeah. to not understand, and yeah. now you do. Yeah, because yeah, I, I definitely heard, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's yeah. like, says the whole thing, and I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> also, quick side note, there is a part of the movie Snatch where the, the subtitles for Brad Pitt are just question marks. <laughs> okay, that's really good. The movie doesn't know even know nice. what he's saying. Absolutely. Does it care to know? <laughs> All right, so we get to the next day. George wakes up, and he goes to his auto barber grooming gizmo. Um, and it does some stuff to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is one of those, one of the things I remember about the Jetsons is the different ways they are groomed in different episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's never the same way every time. <laughs> it was a like great I, running gag. really important. I specifically remember one of the times Jane wakes up and they have her looking very haggard in the morning yeah. and she just puts on a whole new face. Like they just yeah. get away with it because it's 2D animation. She's like, and yeah. I'm here as a little kid thinking, 
is she wearing a mask all day? What's going on? Okay. That was weird. Because, yeah. again, she does it a different way the next episode, and it's just like, okay. There's a, I, re, I very, very clearly remember, like, a mask that she held over her face, and it would, like, spray her makeup on. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. she put it down, and I was like, mm. See, we need to stop focusing on giving robots jobs like making art. And this is the stuff they should be doing. Like, if a robot yes. really wants to make art, they can go to cosmetology school, and that's fine. But they, like, <laughs> yeah. we need to just let's go. Mm-hmm. I want my, I, I want my pay. robot made. <laughs> I want. I'm reading a book right now that has a room, a sentient Roomba with anxiety, and it's great. And I'm yeah. like, this is this is the reality, right? Like, the dream was Rosie mm-hmm. the robot, and what we've got is a sentient Roomba, Roomba with anxiety. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. You want them to have the same fears and nerves so they don't do anything weird because they'd be like, should I take over the planet? <laughs> no, I, I don't think I could handle that. That yeah. would be too much stress. Yeah. I want them to think like that so that, they, you know, <laughs> we can trust them. Yeah. Like, oh, your self-doubt's really important. We need you to have that. <laughs> I yeah. would pay a lot of money for a helmet that shaved my face accurately, though. Like, right? you know, or my head or uh, whatever. Like, just let's go. I don't want to do that anymore. Well, especially just to be That's able to go to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just be able to go to a place in your room, hit click, and hey, I'm shaved, I'm cut, I'm whatever. I don't have to go pay some barber or whatever, and try to figure out when I'm going to go do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they got time for that. Yep. Except well, that you G- have all the time in the world because you work for like an hour and a half a day. That's right. Yeah, right. <sighs> oh, if only. Well, Judy Stellar Styler is fixed somehow, so her hair's fine. Um, and then they discover that Orbity is bouncing around and everybody's freaking out about it. Everybody's running around. Uh, they tell Astro to get the monster and Astro's just like, what monster? No, 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 no. (laughs) Um, and then Elroy finally wakes up from all the ruckus. He's like, this, what are you doing? This is Orbity. They're like, oh, okay. (laughs) Sure. But this was the most accurate part because George's solution is to Google it. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, this is what we would all do in this scenario. Yes. Okay. What have we got here? Orbity. And then you type it wrong and yeah. autocorrect is autocorrect screws it up on you. And you're like, no, yep. no, Orbity. <laughs> yeah. It was, I've had it was, this that conversation. Was that was good. Yeah. Me and Alexa talk like this all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, do this. And she's like, I don't, we had this conversation. Today. I said, Alexa turn off the porch lights it seems like you have more than one device named porch lights you should get, name them more specific I'm like, i literally told you turn on porch lights like 10 minutes ago and you did it so i said alexa turn on off the porch lights and she said okay and she did it well, thank you thank you very much yeah when, when my wife listens to this episode she will uh say in the same way how many times i yell at alexa after i said something once and it uh-huh. does not hear or respond correctly, and I have to yell it. Like, I have to get right on top of it and yell, Alexa! Why I... does it go from, like, we go from zero to a thousand, like, when it doesn't listen the first time. There's no, like, second try. It's yeah. just, because do we it want Rosie the robot. completely like, infuriated. The, mm-hmm. we, the Jetsons lied to us, and this is why. We're like, this yeah. is going to be great. We're just going to tell the house what to do. The one that drives me bonkers. <laughs> Is in the morning when I'm doing my wife's coffee. I set a timer for it. Um, 
the timer is supposed to be for three minutes. For some reason, whatever way I'm saying it, sometimes it's 30 minutes. And I'm like, stop the timer. <laughs> Alexa, set the timer. I had one for my Google where it was a uh, routine to shut off the lights and turn on the light in the bedroom and all that kind of stuff at night. But it was too close to a built-in. Like, I, if, I, if, I <laughs> yeah. said, if I said good night, it would do it correctly. But if I said good night, it would do a different routine and it wouldn't change any of the lights, and it would just be like, here are some soothing nighttime sounds, and start playing them out of the speaker. And I'm like, no, stop. What are you doing? I didn't say goodnight. I said goodnight. Mm-hmm. And so I, I eventually I like finally changed it. I don't, I don't talk to anything in my house except my cat. Like, I, I feel You're like fine. I'm like behind. You're fine. Please. So I'll be safe. Yeah, it just, <laughs> it's like the only thing the I use that comes. for. Everything else I do manually on my phone, but I, like mm-hmm. that one, and it just it drives you got, crazy. My mom's got... Uh, a couple things and so I do talk to it at her house sometimes and I do feel compelled to always say thank you Just oh I do too yes. the last thing I want yeah, is I, for the, the AI not, to be upset yeah. with me I want them to point me out and go that's one of the good ones yeah. <laughs> yes he said nice things to me the, we, the other funny I thing about ours have, is you used to have a lot of conversations about Roombas being sentient and what you would do like see that would like if that was true like you would you would just feed them like Cheerios and stuff. Like you just drop like Cheerios on the floor and they'd be like, yum. Mm-hmm. It'd be great. The one other funny just, thing about our Alexa is just our kids have interacted with it more than us. So it understands them better than me. Like I'll say Alexa, yep. stop. And it keeps going. My son will say it from across the room in the next room. It's like, it stops immediately. Mm-hmm. There's, there's one thing that really makes me want to punt it across the room. And that's when I ask it something and it goes, by the way, did you know about this feed? Mm-hmm. Like, no, stop talking. Stop. <laughs> Shh. No one cares. I Do didn't ask you I a asked. question about that. You know, thank you. <laughs> quit running your mouth, Alexa. I will unplug you. So George... I hope we set off every listener's audio device, <laughs> by the way. Oh, my gosh. If you're listening oh, on speakers. No. You're welcome. Like Sorry. the That'll ads on the radio? For people that still listen to radio that mm-hmm. have ads. Um, yeah. yeah. But every now and then there will be one that does that. And you're like, that's what get you. Yeah. So George eventually finds out what an Orbity is. Um, and it's simple, friendly, helpful, and polite. And one hasn't been seen in 650 years, apparently. Yeah. So. And so you he just. This is what, 20? What year did you say this it's was? It's 2062. Yeah. What, like, uh, who saw it? Like what? Are, mm-hmm. I guess we might have connection to some sort of extraterrestrial society, you know? Like, is Maybe it Columbus was like, "Oh, look, Orbity." Like, what? What are we? <laughs> Wrote it down, right? Yeah. Fred Flintstone found one. Yeah. Mm. This crazy random creature from an asteroid from somewhere. We've seen it before. <laughs> sure. Six hundred fifty years ago. Um, it's part of the Mayan calendar. Don't even worry about it. Hmm. That's it. <laughs> but Solved. Orbity apparently likes just fixing everything he can, so he's fixing everything. He fixes the TV. Um, and uh, Astro's getting a little jealous, so sure. he wants to play with Elroy, and then uh, Orbity jumps in, and uh, Elroy's like, oh, you're cool. You're super cool. And Astro, Astro is sad, because Elroy wants to play with Orbity instead of him. Mm-hmm. And then Big we get lunch. Energy. Where mm. Jane sense says she threw a few things together. 
And then it just unrolls for sandwiches. With a candelabra. Sandwiches and a candelabra. For lunch. That's a a normal thing, though, because the very first episode of the Jetsons is when they get Rosie. And she makes a home-cooked meal for Spacely. um, And it's leftovers. And she literally, like, takes all the leftovers out, runs a rolling pin over them into, like, this mush rolls it up and ties it off and cooks that. And that is the best meal Spacely's ever had. So, like, weird foods like that are kind of the norm in the Jetsons. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. A weird food. We do weird food now. We can yeah. 3D print meat now. It's true. We can. What a time to be alive. It's great. It's just weird. It is. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying it's not weird. It's, it's not disgusting. Thing. I want to fast forward to the Star Trek where they can just make whatever you want up here. Yeah, tea Earl Grey hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get there. You All right, so Astro meat first. That's the first step. Get a mm-hmm. baby steps. So Astro gets his food, and just as he's about to eat it, Orbity eats all his food up. After they are wondering what Orbity eats, <laughs> and then Elroy's thinking, "Well, let me take the scraps, table scraps, because there's table scraps after sandwiches." Um, Crust mostly. Mm-hmm. Not That's what it looked like. <laughs> agree Travis hard agree um, but he takes it to Astro and it's like Astro you shouldn't have eaten your food so fast here Orbity you want this and Orbity eats all that so Astro is having a wonderful day with Orbity around and then or- Elroy asks his dad if they can keep Orbity um, and at this point Astro is just done he's sad he's mad he's jealous feels replaced Takes off his collar and just leaves. Um, now, as he's out and about, apparently because he doesn't have a collar, he immediately gets caught by the dog catcher animal. And apparently in 2062, we've given up on the whole microchipping thing. Right? Oh, yeah. We don't have that. We don't, we don't do that anymore. It, it's, it's too not intrusive. A, it's not a collar. It doesn't work. <laughs> um. And I love after this, Elroy's worried about Astro and asked Orbity why he would leave. And Orbity has no Fs to give. He's just like, oh, well, Astro's jealous of me because you ignored him. And Elroy's like, really? (laughs) Yeah. And Orbity's like, yeah, pretty much. It's like, well, I guess so, huh? Um, And he's like, well, how can we find him? And Orbity's like, me, I'm the solution to everything in this episode. Um, <laughs> so they go out looking for Astro by themselves. Uh, Orbity somehow can change colors to find Astro somehow. They find him at the animal shelter, locked up. Uh, immediately apologize and everybody's best friends again. Elroy can't unlock the door, which is an old bank safe lock, apparently. In the middle of glass with no visible mm-hmm. means of yeah. secure. It, it was great. Yeah, because it's the future. Yeah. Well, it's it's one of those great like uh, cartoon concessions where Orbity yes. takes the top off and it's just digging in there. It's like, that's a pane of glass. Where is all that machinery coming <laughs> from? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever it works. Um, so... <laughs> And again, the dog catcher catches up to him. It's like, they aren't. 
licensed with a collar or anything, I'm going to have to catch her, catch him. They're like, uh, no, sorry, bye. Do a little chase. Dog catcher catches up to him, but they manage to trick him into getting caught by his own little vehicle. And then they run off. The best is he's like, because he's got, he's got Maxie back at the, back at, back at base. He's like, Maxie's not going to believe this. Mm-hmm. I feel like this, this is not guy... the first time this has happened to him. Yeah. No. This guy is the is like the one of those the king of the small kingdom kind of mm-hmm. guy. Yes. You know, yep. like you know when you go dr- take your trash to the dump and the guys just hassling everybody mm-hmm. about every ounce of trash they have. It's like calm down, man. Just relax. You know, and <laughs> yeah. being not not hassling in the right way. Like right. you know, you got uh-huh. some stuff, but just being a butthole about yeah. it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, pretty much. That's what this guy reminds me of. Uh So, but they get away from him and it's no big deal, apparently. Um, They get back home. Everybody's glad Astro's back. Astro's glad to be back with everybody. Uh, They tell George how it was actually Orbity that helped them find him. Um, So Astro's okay with Orbity at this point, but they're all doing the family thing. And now Orbity feels left out, so he's going to take off and go. Because that's how this works. But <laughs> that can be, it's the Highlander of space pets. Mm-hmm. It can be only one. It can be only one. Except not because Elroy's like, no, come back. And he's like, oh, I guess he didn't hear us. Except he did, and he just bounces right back in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and now they're all a family together. And that's the end of the episode. So we have met mm-hmm. Orbity. Orbity is part of the family now. So, I feel like any other thoughts like on the episode? A lot of scientists that would want to know about Orbity. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. especially if nobody had seen one for six hundred years. Yeah, yeah, but it's the Alf situation. Like, let's just let's not tell anybody. All right, that's True. fair. Just that's keep fair. them to ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that like would I don't. Oh, there you go. There'll be another one. We studied it six hundred fifty years yeah. ago. We know yeah. what they're about. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We got it. Uh, I I did not remember Orbity in the least. Like, is he recurring at this point? Like after oh, he's in here from now point? on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I could have fooled me. And like I said, uh, like, I, he's a part of no the, the title cards that continue throughout the rest of the series. So like, mm-hmm. they're oh. and what I was saying is like they make title cards for the '60s episodes that Orbity was never a part of, but Orbity's yeah. you know on the title card for it. Which is just kind of Orbity funny. Orbity just feels very tacked on to me from the general family archetype. You know, all the family people, the dog, the ma- the maid, you know, mm-hmm. the Brady Bunch stuff. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, Well, this oh, could have fit into the Cousin character. Oliver. Like, yes. Tro- mm-hmm. Like, we could have, <laughs> this episode would have fit into that, no problem. We could have just drawn him as a bunch of dollar signs, because that's all they were thinking. It's like <laughs> yeah. merchandising on this little thing. Well, Look how cute it is. Yeah, and it's interesting, because the show started off, there was no Astro. For the first few episodes, they yeah. didn't have yeah. a dog. They added a, so they added two pets over the course of the series. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, when I was first thinking of the Jetsons, I remembered Orbity. I didn't remember Orbity... This early in the series, I thought Orbity was the creatures in the Jetsons movie, which turn out are whole different things. Um, <laughs> basically, their own little fuzzy Ewok kind of characters in the movie. Um, 
Yeah, I I thought so, yeah. of Orbity as like a great kazoo type thing. Like, yeah. showed up towards mm-hmm. the end to try to you know it was a jumping the shark moment, tried to juice the show a little bit. But no, they were like 1985. We're bringing the show back. We got to add something zany and funny yep. to to mix things up. Like you have that. It's called Astro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you need something to put on the cereal. Yeah, yep. <laughs> this is 1985. You yeah. got to have Orbitios. Look at what we did. That's the tagline. Look at what mm. we did. There's probably something to be said about or- Orbity not being pushed in our faces too much. The fact that none of us remember him that much. Yeah. No so, idea. Um, yeah, our parents were like putting the stop to that. Like, when I was a kid, the Jetsons was just a normal family and a dog. <laughs> mm-hmm. Orbity not on the box of Jetsons cereal. <laughs> Wait, he was saying. not on the box? He's I'm telling you, the the, all the adults were like, this is some tomfoolery, and I will not have it. <laughs> so they just retconned it out of existence like none of us remember this might as well be a berenstein bears berenstein bears scenario like did he exist i don't know who can say for sure (laughs) so yeah that was the jetsons okay we talked about a little bit let let me ask this one more time if you could have any futuristic gizmo or gizmos what would you want the flying car, just that's all. That would be great. If there was I, the I, infrastructure and to be able for to it, dump yeah. my kids out of the bottom like <laughs> like they did with Elroy, just, just fire just them fly off by little, <laughs> little escape pods. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, anytime I, I run, I want the Congo sound and then pew to happen. <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> that's more a Hanna Barbera in general thing than, than yeah. futuristic, <laughs> like. Yeah. I was just happy to hear it this episode. It made me smile. Oh yeah, yeah. it's kind of. I definitely the want the. Made. I can't. I. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. Like I do not work an hour and forty five minutes a day. Like I. So I need someone because I am not good at it, and I need somebody to <laughs> really pick up the slack. Be great. Yeah, it's some, somebody to do the dishes, take out the trash. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Laundry? Um, I don't have to think about it. They're called children. Put them to work. Call Eddie over or whatever. I don't trust. <laughs> my children's are not big enough to be trusted with those tasks yet. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that and the whole automated stuff in the bathroom to just get ready. Um. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is something to be said for the automated. Like, let's just push a button and get food. Um, oh man. Mm-hmm. I like cooking. But I prefer a, a finished meal. You don't like to have uh, to cook, right? I'd like to have that option, right? I'll have yeah. I'll have my stove, I have my oven, I'll have my you know grill and smoker and all that. But when it's a rough day, I can just press a button and get a hamburger. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, that's the dream. I'm talking about hamburger and a Coke float, just mm-hmm. put it in my hands. Thinking mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm hungry and I already had dinner, Travis. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Good job. You're welcome. All right. Well, the rest of you out there, let us know what you thought of the Genesis. Let us know any futuristic gizmos you would want. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, email us at those were the days show at gmail.com. Tweet at us, those days show. Um, come hang out in the chat room. Tell us what kind of futuristic gizmo you'd love to have. Um, again, we record the show every. Monday night, around 9 p.m.-ish, Eastern Standard, when we're here. Um, so definitely come hang out. Now, 
Um, next week, Stephen has our pick. Stephen, what are I we watching do. next week? I do, and I'm excited. You might think to yourselves, Hanna-Barbera, them are those old cartoons that we watched on the TV million years ago. <laughs> well, you're right. But as I was educated by my friends here at Those Were the Days, Hanna-Barbera is still doing some work and has been doing some work. And one of those fine pieces of Hanna-Barbera artistry was a little show called Dexter's Laboratory. Mm. So we are going to be watching Dexter's Laboratory, Season 1, Episode 3, which is three episodes, like three vignettes, you know? Uh, Dexter's rival, Simeon and Old Man Dexter, which... I've never. I don't know that I've seen these, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm pumped. I really just all I really wanted to do was the Gindy Tartakovsky uh, animation. That's yeah. what okay. I wanted. I Heck needed yes. it. And I was like, okay, he worked for Cartoon Network. There's got to be. And I tried for Samurai Jack real hard, but it came out in 2001, just <laughs> over so the classic TV threshold. So we're going with Dexter's Laboratory, which would be also great. It's fine. Yes. It gives us the the road to talk about it. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Sure. We we can we can we'll, explore. We'll take that tangent a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we will explore the area, the space. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. Very cool. So come back next week for Dexter's Laboratory. Um, also, one more thing. Uh, besides just email and uh, Twitter, uh, come hang out in the Two Dorks Discord. Uh, talk to us there, yeah. um, Stephen. What's the URL for that? That's two dorks.net slash discord. There you go. So yeah. Two dorks.net slash discord. Come hang out. We talk about all kinds of mm-hmm. stuff there. We talk about stuff with this show. We talk about all kinds of other stuff. So sure. uh, if you want to come nerd out, come nerd out with us there. Yeah, we got a yeah. whole channel. And uh, by the way, Dexter's. Uh, yep. And Dexter's Lab is on Prime full free. So nice. that's where you need to look for it. Nice. If you want to play along at home. Prime for free. I mean, Prime with Amazon Prime. Yeah. It's free. Uh-huh. Which, whatever. Yeah, I know. You've got it. We, we understand. You Just yep. Alexa, explain what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I found this on the internet. <laughs> no. It's the worst response. You're like, I don't care. So until next that. week. Until next week in Dexter's Laboratory. I'm Audie for Amy, Stephen, and Travis. We'll see you next week on Those Were the Days. Bye, everybody. Bye.